Thank you so much for checking out the audio version of my channel, Ruslan KD, can you stream out loud on all platforms? If you, yes, you find this valuable, the best way you can reach me, the best way you can give me feedback, the best way you can even hop into a group Zoom call with me is through our King's Dream Patreon community. So consider partnering with us there. The link is in the description of this podcast. Thank you so much for all the love and support. Now enjoy. A few days ago, I was on YouTube Live and someone asked me about the difference between a man and a boy. And I thought I gave a reasonable answer. I talked about a man is not someone that lives just for themselves. A man is not someone that's just perpetually pleasure-seeking. A man is someone that has vision, has direction. A man is someone that isn't led by their feelings, but led by their purpose. A man is someone that is able to sustain themselves, provide for themselves, protect their family, so on and so forth. I thought, I thought they were fairly reasonable answers. Now, there's another side to this conversation that we're going to get into uh, that I didn't have time to unpack all the nuance. So I guess this is my option to pack, unpack all the nuance. But we're going to dive into this this tension of choice versus systems, of personal responsibility versus environment and poverty and all these different things. And I'm going to do my best to unpack this can of worms with you guys. And this is not to try and dunk on them because I think this is a good conversation worth having toxic manhood versus Peter Pan syndrome. That's the title of the video. And the response was, I'll cover up this person's name to protect the innocent. Here's the problem with this, this whole Ted talk. She gave me, thank you for the TED Talk. Respect. I appreciate you. She said I gave a TED Talk. Uh, this whole TED Talk ignores the reality of how the socio-political system is set up to make it almost impossible to earn a livable wage. No matter how hard you work or how much skills you have, it's elitist to assume that the only reason a person would be uh, resigned to living in a trailer is because he is not willing to work hard for something bigger or that he doesn't already work extremely hard for the little that he has. Now, I never mentioned anything about working hard in this video, actually, because I don't believe that hard work is the number one variable to becoming successful. People living below the poverty line are some of the hardest working people, but the system is set up to make sure they remain a permanent economic underclass. Pulling yourself up by your bootstraps, which I never said, is a myth in America, and to keep perpetuating it to a male audience actually does harm telling men who are working themselves to death that they are not even men because they barely earn ends meet is harmful to men. The ending message about love what you do and do everything to the glory of God, love it, but the bit about get your money up, I think she said it's toxic and needs to be taken out of the narrative. Okay, let's go here. Let's unpack that a little bit. All right, so a couple things to consider. Now, in this video, um, I never said that we all start from the same starting place, okay? This is a, a, a fact. How do I know? Well, because I came out here to America in a country where I didn't know the language, I didn't know the culture, and six months later, after coming out as a refugee, a refugee from the Soviet Union, actual communism, my father left. So I'm now growing up in a predominantly black and brown neighborhood as the only immigrant Armenian who is fair-skinned, so I appear white, in an area that's predominantly black. And I didn't have language, didn't have skills, didn't have a father, got into a lot of trouble. I'm with you that, man, we do not start at the same places. 
We do not all start with the same advantages. We don't all start with the same family. We do not all start with the same information. We do not start with the same inspiration. By inspiration, I just simply meaning having access to maybe people that look like us that have made it when further than our parents have. We do not start at the same places. Whether we want to acknowledge it or not, and some people I would say kind of all like on the far right would say like, it's all about choices and all about per personal responsibility. And I would say, well, sometimes people don't know the choices they have because sometimes our perception is limited by our environment, by our experience, by our access to pathways. This is a reality for a lot of people. And it was definitely a reality for me, for someone that did not have my father in my life, for someone that got into a lot of trouble, got arrested at the age of 11, for someone that was smoking weed and drinking alcohol at, by the age of 12, 13 years old, who, you know, got into trouble all the way up into high school when I was being sexually immoral. And by no stretch of the imagination, am I saying we all start in the same place? By no stretch of my imagination, am I saying that we all, uh, our environment doesn't greatly impact us? But it's not the only variable, okay? It's not the only variable. And I think a lot of times we need access to information, access to inspiration, meaning people that are going to give you practical game, give you hope, give you a way to get there, and access to people, access to just imagining and dreaming and being curious. There's so many things that go into whether or not someone is successful and lands in this place. So in my personal life, there was definitely moments where God would send people to come around me, where God would give me inspiration, God would give me people that went further than I have, whether it was with music and going full-time with music, whether it was with YouTube, regardless on what it was, there was always people that gave back. And that's the punchline in all of this entire conversation is me and you, not a government system, me and you, not a program, me and you need to become successful so that we can give back, so that we can meet people's practical needs. And that really much does start with loving what you do. Now, here is the issue. The world tells us to do what we love. Follow your passions. Follow your dreams. Do whatever feels good. Do whatever inspires you. The unfortunate part about that is I tried that and I discovered that my dreams and my passions of being a professional basketball player was not a reflection of reality and I had to call an audible in that. That is very difficult for a lot of people to do. A lot of people don't know what they don't know. A lot of people are told you could do anything. You're one of a kind. You're a snowflake. Here's the reality though. This notion that it's almost impossible to make a livable wage. Well, yeah, if you want to make a livable wage doing what you do, or if you want to not develop any useful skills and work a Joe job your entire life, it is impossible. It is very difficult, especially in California. Fam, I'm in San Diego. I'm in one of the most expensive places to live in the country, taxes and cost of living. Gasoline, everything is mad expensive here. So I totally get it. But to say that it's almost impossible is wildly inaccurate because if we look at this entire emerging blue collar or new collar job, if we look at dirty jobs, if we look at the jobs that people don't want to do that pay six figures, okay? I'm talking about your plumbers. I'm talking about the people who work in waste management. I'm talking about those jobs. That there's a, there's, a, there's a huge, huge job demand and a shortage of employees. There's so much so that there was an entire reality TV show and a movement about it called Dirty Jobs. So is it almost impossible or is it some people aren't willing to do certain jobs? Or is it some people don't know what they don't know and they don't know that there's jobs that can pay you six figures, sometimes multiple six figures, but they're just not the most cool jobs because society has fed us this notion that you have to 
do what you love. And I'm telling you, slow down a minute. Sometimes you need to pause for a season and learn to love what you do. Sometimes you need to stop for a season and go, well, what is it? What is the opportunities in the marketplace? Yes, I know I want to be a YouTuber and I want to be a musician and I want to do all this creative stuff. And, and, and that stuff is amazing. And if you start young enough and you got the right network, man, that could be a direct path for a lot of us. But sometimes we have to stop and first do what we have to do to be able to, to, to do what we want to do. And there's all kinds of jobs that pay a lot of money. They're not very glamorous jobs, right? Whether that's working on the oil rigs, whether that's, you name it, jobs that don't require a ton of education, jobs that don't require four years of, 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 of college. There are all ty- types of jobs out there. Maybe the issue is people don't want to do them. Maybe the issue is people don't know they exist. Maybe the issue is people don't have the pathways. I mean, in San Diego, we have a program called Job Corps, which helps people develop specific skills, get specific certification to go on and to make you know, six figures or get really close without a four-year degree. So that notion, to me, is nonsense. Now, it doesn't mean that it's easy. It means it's it's hard, but you also got to think through it a bit more and be smart and potentially do something that you may not want to do, but you do it for a season so that you can save some money, so that you can get some more skills, so that you can eventually pivot and do what you want to do. So that that notion to me, this this whole notion of like, it's almost impossible. No, that's not true. And we're not even talking about the tech side. We're not even talking about, hey, uh, we all have this in our hand, okay? When I started doing music, we didn't have that. We didn't have every album in the universe on our hand so that as an artist, I can get my music uploaded within a couple hours, have it be on Spotify or SoundCloud or TikTok. We didn't have that. So that's a whole nother layer that we're not even talking about, which is the technology side, that technology, has made our lives easier, the technology has made things more streamlined, the technology has brought the world smaller together, that if you have a good idea, a merch company, something that you want to get out to the world, that it's easier to build it. Now, I'm not saying you're going to go build Amazon and you're going to build some Fortune 500 companies. Those, those are built different. Those require venture capital. Those usually start and burn through a lot of cash flow early on until they flip a profit. It takes a while. Amazon just became profitable, right? Tesla just became profitable. So I'm not saying everybody's going to be a billionaire, but here Here's what I'm telling you, and and I think we don't talk about this enough, and it's very frustrating. I don't know if you guys know this. 85% of America's millionaires, people that have a million-dollar net worth, a million-dollar net worth, 85% of those people are first-generation rich. They did not inherit it. They did not win the lottery. Daddy did not write them a big check. That is a fact. 65% of America's billionaires billionaires would it be our first generation rich they did not inherit it daddy didn't write them a check they did not win the lottery there's 15 million millionaires in america 15 million people that have a million dollar net worth or more there's half a million people that make a million dollars a year you are statistically more likely to be a to be a millionaire in america than you are to be shredded and have six packs abs meaning that Mo, there's, gonna, there's more millionaires and there's more people that make a million a year than people walking around super duper shredded. That should give you some context. So America is not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. And there are definitely, definitely systems in place and things that are hard and pathways and environments and families that we come from. But Goodness gracious, let's not ignore the hope that we have here. Let's not ignore that the floor in America is better than some of the middle class and upper middle class in a lot of other underdeveloped nations. 
Okay, that is a fact. So this 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 whole notion that it's almost impossible that there's an opportunity. Oh, fam, you, you got to miss me with that. Now let, let, let's keep going. Working hard, of course, of course, of course. People who work low wage jobs work hard. Of course they do. Of course the person working at Chick-fil-A, working at McDonald's, working at the gas station, technically works harder than me. That is a fact, fam. That is a fact. You know, the difference, the difference is who has the more scarce skill set, who has the ability to communicate, who has the ability to problem solve, who has the ability to understand technology. Of course, those people work very hard. It's not about hard work. It hasn't been about hard work in decades in America. It's been about who has the more useful skills, who has the capacity to learn skills. Who do you know? Are you friendly? Do you have a good network? right? There's all kinds of different variables that go into whether someone is successful. By no stretch of the imagination, am I saying, oh man, you just need to work harder. No, you need to get some skills that are valuable in the marketplace. How do you know something is valuable? What are people willing to pay for, right? Think engineering, think coding, think video editing, right? So on and so forth. Those are valuable, scarce skills. Marketing, sales, sales psychology, scarce skills. People can make more money with those skills than people who can just flip a burger or people that can just run a machine and be a teller. The more scarce the skill, the more high value the skill, the more money you can make off of it. This is being smart and working smart, not just working hard. I'm not trying to be pretentious. I'm just breaking down how the economy works, Right? So it's not just about hard work, it's about smart work. It's about being intelligent and understanding what problems you can solve in a marketplace. And then you package hard work with that. And, that. and then you create a recipe for building some serious wealth if you understand problems to solve. And this is not an overnight process, by the way. This is about who's willing to add more, who's willing to solve the bigger problem, how is their network, so on and so forth. Now, the last portion of this is uh, pulling yourself up from your bootstraps. I never have made this claim. I've never went on here and said, you need to pull yourself up from your bootstraps. That is nonsense because most people uh, don't know these things, which is why channels like mines exist, which is why people like Dave Ramsey exist, which is why people like Gary Vee exist, which is why people exist to help people reverse engineer how to get to where they want to get to in life, right? It's part education. She said it was a TED talk. Thank you for that part education, but it's also part inspiration and reworking the trajectory. And so we have uh, uh, several six-figure businesses that I've helped build behind the scenes, not taking people through some $1,000 mastermind, not taking people through some uh, $10,000 coaching program. I, I don't charge for any of that stuff. I find people that I think could be very successful and I build relationships with them and I, and I, and I help them behind the scenes. And we've done that repeatedly, right? I don't, I don't, I don't, boast about it, but they come on a channel. They, they, they do the advertising for me. So by no stretch of the imagination, I'm saying pull yourself up by bootstraps. I'm saying, Hey, get the information, get around some people. And now that we have this and all the information is right available here. Okay. What's the easiest job to make a hundred thousand a year? Google that. If, if you want something easy, Hey, what problems can I solve? What are emerging skill sets that I need to learn? Google that, figure that out. Right. And there are going to be people that are going to give you certain needs, certain, certain gain. There are going to be people that are going to reverse engineer certain things for you. Right. So yes, I totally, totally hear you on toys. Yes. 
But it's not just that simple. I'm not that, and that's not what I'm preaching. I'm actually telling you, hey, I understand that we have different starting points. I understand that we have different challenges that we face, but it doesn't mean that we can't make the most of what we're doing. And so I say all that to say, uh, objective is not the end game of some type of net worth, right? It's, it's not to say you need to go be a millionaire because there's 15 million millionaires. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, are you doing the most with what you've been given? No, truly, like, let's peel the layers away of capitalism is bad and the system is rigged and the little man can't get ahead. Let's just put all of that to the side. Let's just take that and let's just table that. We can discuss that a different time. I've discussed that repeatedly on the channel. I get accused of being too woke because I acknowledge and discuss these topics on the channel. So let's just put that to the side. Are you, friend, making the most with what God has given you? Are you doing the very best with the time, talent, and treasure that God has given you? Because we do not all have the same starting place. We do not all have the same skill set. We're all different. There's people here watching this that are on a fixed income. There's people watching this that are uh, disabled. There are people that are watching this that, you know, that are going through a traumatic, horrible tragedy in their life right now. There are people going through and they just lost a loved one. There are so many different people around here that are watching this channel, that are going through different seasons. The question isn't, oh, do you make a million dollars or not? Or do you make $100,000? That's not the goal. The goal is quite simply, well, are you doing the most with what God has given you? Are you are you aware to understand what you're good at, what you're not good at, what problems you can solve, and willing to invest in, and go the long haul, while at the same time we're making sure that you work to eat and at the same time, sowing to reap. That's that's what I'm trying to challenge people with. Not this like abstract, absolutist, pull yourself by, up by a bush. That's that, I've never presented that on this channel because I know how much of a myth that can be for a lot of people. Okay? So that is what I would like to pose to you guys. It's like, are you doing the most of what God has given you? That's a You need to go take that to God. Go read Matthew chapter 25. Read the entire chapter and say, am I doing the most with what God has given me? Okay? And if you have tragedy, if you've lost someone, if you, right, that's different. That's, that's the word that, you know, we, 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 we that's not the same, right? But I'm saying if you're in a stable environment, if you have a little bit of momentum going, if you have some skills, right, are you doing the most well with the God has given you? I would evaluate that, ask yourself that question, because that's a question of stewardship, right? And then say, now, what kind of life do I want to live? Where do I, where do I want to live? I'll give you guys an example. I wanna, I'm living in Southern California. I would like to live in Southern California. I've been everywhere else. I can't do it. I just, I went to Florida. I was like, there's no way I can live in Florida. I asked my wife, nope, she can't live in Florida, right? I'm going back to Florida for some business stuff next week. I'm not going to live in Florida. I'm not going to live in Texas. I'm not going to live anywhere. I'm in Southern California. I, I, I have to live. I'm going to live in Southern California. I'm staying. I'm not leaving. Guess what? I have different problems than you to solve. Guess what? I have to make more than six figures. Guess what? I have to figure out how to get into a million dollar home and pay it off. My problems are different than yours. I got to reverse engineer that. And I believe God's given me the skill set to continue living here and not just living here and scraping by and surviving, but living here and thriving and flourishing and doing the best with my time, talent, and treasure so that I can help other people. So I got to, I got to reverse engineer that. I got to problem solve that. I got to figure out how to scale my business. I got to figure out these different revenue streams. I got to figure out other things that I'm not tapping into. 
Okay? So, that's where I'm at. Maybe you're not there. Maybe you live in Alabama and you can go get a two-bedroom, two-and-a-half bathroom apartment in a reasonable part of town for $800. Okay, that's not my reality. It's two, three times as much that here. Okay? So, I think we have to be self-aware of where, what, who we are, what we want, and how to, how to bridge that gap. But what you're not going to do, which what's not going to happen is you're not going to, you're not going to win by complaining about the system being rigged. If someone that looks like you has made it, it's possible for you to make it too. Doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Doesn't mean it's going to be as easy for you as it was for me. Doesn't mean any of that. Okay. But it's possible. And then you got to reverse engineer. And there's nothing wrong with living in Alabama. Shout out to all the people in Alabama. Shout out to all the people that left, left Cali. I don't want to leave Cali. The last thing I would say is in all this, guys, hear me loud and clear. Work through your trauma. Work through your issues. If you've experienced trauma in your childhood, don't think it's just going to go away. I wish somebody would have told me this earlier. I wish somebody would have sat me down at 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 years old and said, hey, man, listen. You've been through some stuff, my guy, and uh, here's my therapist number, and I think you should go to therapy. I wish somebody would have just been, like, I, I do this for people regularly. Yeah, I pay for your first couple for first couple uh, uh, sessions of therapy. You need to work through this stuff out because this stuff's not going to go away. It's going to follow you into adulthood. It's going to follow you into your 20s. It's going to follow you into your marriage. I wish somebody would have did that. A lot of us are working around here broken, hurt, and we're continuing the same loops, and we're not really dealing with our issues underneath. And so I'm, I'm hoping, I'm praying that this channel can help you process this in the context of being a follower of Jesus. And the statements I've made about, hey, don't, don't just be okay with living in a trailer. That wasn't speaking about someone in my life who is living in a trailer and that's the best they're going to get. It's actually the opposite. It was somebody in my life that said that to me that broke my heart because this person was so talented, had so much potential, and could do so much more, and they were okay with that. And I was saying, you may be okay with that at 21. Your wife's not going to be okay with that at 31. You need to build your life a little different. Here are some useful skills. Here are some networks. Here are some people you need to get around. That That is where that conversation came from. If you're in a spot where you only live in a trailer, fixed income, you know, I understand. But that's not, that was the context of that conversation. I think I made that clear in that video. So those are my thoughts. I want to hear from you guys in the comment section, how much of your life has been impacted solely by your choices versus your environment, right? How, where's the, where's that tension for you? Cause I don't think it's an either, or I think we're a culmination of both. Right. And I think the number one thing that's going to, that's going to determine how a lot of us turn out is the type of families and homes we come from. So I didn't come from the best family at home. It took me a lot of work, took me a lot of trial and error, took me a lot of therapy to get healthy, right? And so, but I'm, I refuse to repeat those same mistakes. I refuse to repeat that cycle. I refuse to have my children grow up in poverty. I refuse to continue on that path. So anyway, hopefully this was helpful for you guys. Let me know what you think. Kingstream Entertainment, Bruce Lawn. When the culture says, do what you love, we respond with, love what you do. You may have responsibilities that you aren't passionate about, but loving what you do means being faithful to what's in front of you, committing to excellence as if that were your greatest dream. Colossians 3.23 says, Work diligently at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Love what you do. Love what you do. Love what you do.
you do, do, do. Yo, thank you so much for making it to the end of this video. If you found it valuable, considering giving it a like and subscribing. This month, I'm releasing the Love What You Do collection. And to celebrate, I'm doing a three-day virtual event to help us go from learning to love what we do to ultimately doing what we love. By the way, it's free. So hit the link in the description to grab your seat today.